0: Okay, this morning we're going to do a V'ad on Purim. Being that we're two days away, so we're going to hold off on M'silay Sharim until after Purim. Okay, today and tomorrow, we're going to focus very much with Tziat HaDashmaya on preparations for this unbelievable Yontiv that stands before us. Now, in Mikra Megillah, in the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah, if you go through all the Midrash Chazal and the mafarshim, and all the different things that are spoken about Mikra Megillah, there's many different points that come up that define the purpose of the reading and what we're supposed to gain from it. So I want to give a vod not today, to try to show you how all the points that they bring up are not independent things. They're all actually connected to each other. That means you're going to talk about Rabbi Rucham's Mahalach, which we're going to speak about today, that um, Mikra Megillah is like a Musr Sefer to learn about Midot, and whether you look at the angle that's brought out in the Mefarshim that the Indian of Mikra Megillah is to be machazikos and Tefillah, or an Emunah, and Ashkacha, Halel. there's so many different points, which we have to show you how each of these points are really the same point, just from different angles. We're going to go into that, but not this minute. Today, I just want to go over Rabbi Rucham's Mahalach and Mikra Megillah, and then we'll work from there. Okay, fine. <clears throat> so we know that the Gemara in Megillah and Daf Yates brings a Machloikis exactly how much a person has to read from the Megillah in order to be yotze the mitzvah. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda and Rameya, Rameya says Kula, you have to read the entire Megillah, which that's what we do, Lahalachah. Rabbi Yehuda says Ish Yehudi, Rabbi Yehuda says Ma'achad for Ma'eilo, Eile, Rashbi O'ymer Balailahu, there's various opinions, and the Gemara goes on to explain why each opinion holds what it holds. L'maysa, Haloch L'maysa, Repaskin, that's what it is in Shulchan Aruch. That we read the whole Megillah, top to bottom. Okay, M'shavura says Tzoruch L'Korisa Kula on the words of Shulchan Haruch. V'hulei Kuvah, it's Ma'akev. V'das Roiva Poiskim Sh'afilu Chiser Mimenu Rak Teva Achas Lo Yotza. And the das of Roiva Poiskim is that even if you miss one word, you're not yotze. Okay? And the Shah writes, Me the passing like that you have to read the entire Megillah if you want to get the point of the Megillah. In order for the Megillah to, to give you the message that it's trying to give you, we hold that you need to read the entire Megillah. And there's various Mahalchem amongst the Mephorshim to explain the purpose of reading a lot of material that seems to be extra, right? That's why many opinions held. You don't read from the beginning. You don't have to read from the beginning (laughs) of Ahibimachashreirish, right? So what is the Shita of Rameya of the importance of reading every single solitary detail, a lot of detail, which is very out of character for Torah. This, remember, this is... Megillus Esther is written, Beruach HaKodesh. It's not a history book. It's a Torah book. And it's Nevuah that's Nichtav L'doyrus. So obviously, every word is important. So, we're going to go with Rabbi Rucham's Mahalach. Okay? Rabbi Rucham has a lot of arichas on this. I uh, have many pieces on it in the Sefer Meir. if you want to see it. But today, we're going to work on one point. Okay? You Ready? So he says like this, and Sevda's Chokhmah Musa, Rabbi Rucham says as follows. He says as follows, Klal Hadvarim, the rule is, Haklal Yisrael who Semel Hatov, Klal Yisrael in this world represent goodness. Ve'umos ha'oylom, oivde, avoydezoros, semel hara. They represent evil in the world. Midot tovot, na'alot, u'metsuyanot, zuhi mahusoy shal Klai So Klai Yisrael's essence is defined by the fact that they have midestoy voice. Okay, we're gonna go into the amkis first. I'm just reading, from Yiruchim, and hopefully with time we'll have to develop the oimek hadvar. Okay, so now when you say what's toiv, I ask you what's toiv. Come matzahs next to me. What, what's toiv? What's goodness? Goodness means midot tovot, and obviously all part of midot tovot is like having a good eye, being generous, being humble. Okay, all those kind of stuff. Whatever goes under the category of Midas Tevis is a Jewish person's personality. See the oymic I'm saying over here? Start opening up the oymic for you. The mahus. Mahus means not something you do, it's something that you are. So it's your personality. It manifests itself in a doing. But it's, it's really bringing out who you are in your inner core. Okay? So the inner core of Jewish people is midot tovot. The inner core of umasa'ilim and oivde is bad midot. And sometimes you could see, uh, doing something good, right? In behavior. So the Gemara says that if you see umasa'ilim doing something good in behavior, what is it? Chesed Khatas. He's not really doing something good. He's really doing something bad. It just looks good. So you see, we're not looking at behaviors now. Okay, we're looking at essence. What is your What is your We'll call it personality. What is your uh, MO? Okay, you got it now. And he continues. Midot raot mushhatot zohi mahutam shel all inyan arichut umikre vehaman All these details that seem to be very unnecessary. If the point of the megillah, let's get the oymik of what he's trying to say. If the point of the megillah is persume then we could have started from other parts of the megillah, like the other opinions in the Gemara. So why do we hold like Ramea, who holds that you have to read the entire story with all the details of Haman and for what reason? Because there's a deeper thing that we need to see here. We're going to explain how this all fits with Pastor Manis and everything. We'll get to that, slowly. But let's first get what he's trying to say. So he's basically saying that the reason why the Torah... Is tremendously about these people and their personal lives? Is because we have to get this point right. laharos The point of the Megillah is to teach you this fundamental principle avoid Okay? I want to show you the corruption versus the beauty of the character of the tzaddikim. Okay? That's a very important point. Now, then he continues. We're just going to say some excerpts. Okay? And he shows you. He says, if you look in the Megillah, you'll see it says, "Byami mahem ke shevet ha melech a He made a party. Behat oto et osher kevod manchuto. Hine vaday she kavanato zu shel hashverosh lo ita kol kach boletet v'giluyal le'en. I spoke to Zad on one vad that obviously he didn't write in the invitation that I'm inviting you here to show off. Okay, al kol davar hu So he's saying a very deep point, Rabbi Rucham. He's saying that really Achashverus' official agenda, the external levushim behind his party, is what he revealed, but his real deep, deep internal motivation he never revealed to anybody but the Torah is the job of the Torah is to reveal the deep in order to teach us so if Torah is teaching you know what the real intention of, of Achashverosh was leharot to show off Malchus Achashverosh he brings the Chazal was called Malchut Khone. It was a malchus of flattery. That means, he's busy trying to do everybody's will. He's making chanifas. Why do you make chanifas? So we know that people flatter, people that desire honor, they flatter. So, if you say that the malchus of Akashverish, is a malchus of choinif? It's a malchus of flattery. That it's a malchus that means Achashverosh had a COVID issue. Okay, but you see what happens when you're a faker. Means meaning like this is a very deep point. I want to try to develop this. Everything in Rabbi Rucham is deep, deep stuff. Okay, that means like this. I'm explaining the Chazal based on what Rabbi Rucham is saying, because Chazal say that he was a malchus choinif. In the beginning, he tried to do everybody's will. At the end, he killed his wife. And at the end, he killed his advisors. Right? Each one, he ended up killing because now he's La Khair. Right? Try and do your will, but then kills, right? So the point's like this. Covid and Hanifas look almost exactly the same. It's a big mitzvah to give honor to people. And to try to uh, do the will of people. It's chesed, and covid and humility, right? It's very, very similar to the naked eye. It's hard to see the difference between someone who's making chanifus. Because the person making chanifus is also giving you honor. And he's also trying to do your will. The napkeh between giving covet, which is a mitzvah, and doing chanifus, which is an averu, which is a horrible thing, that it says that one of the groups of people who do not zoichetim the Kabbalah Pnei is Kat Hanifim. Okay? So, did you, where will you see that what was being done was Hanifas if at the end you end up killing people? So that shows that Meikora, retroactively, that shows us that it wasn't really COVID. It was Hanifas. Sometimes you can't see until later what the person's intention is. You follow? Because if they don't get the desired, uh, what they wanted back from you, Khanifus means I'm doing it for myself. Right? There's a lot of different parts of Khanifus why it's dangerous for a person's spirituality, which is not the vod for today. But the big thing behind Khanifus is, it comes from a weakness within myself, that I need people to give me honor. So, once I'm a shumat to people, that makes a lot of problems for me, and I've this Hashem. But also, since it's self-serving, the moment it becomes not self-serving, then you're disposable. You understand? So he says, what well, Rabbi Yerucham says, from this Chazal, Toichen kol zehutziir memidus. So you see from here, the ugliness and the medius, of Akashvarish that he only thinks about himself and his own honor. Okay? Then he goes further, he gives you some other uh ideas in the, med- in, the in the Megillah. Right? It says Gidal Hamelech Ahashverosh et Aman the Kolach Koreim U Mishtahavim La Haman So now Haman becomes this big hancho, big guy. And everybody has to bow down to him. He won't bow down to him for nothing. And Haman sees He becomes enraged. Right? Hema is caste that comes out. Okay? There's af, which is anger that's more inside anger. And chema is such a high degree of anger that it can't be contained inside. Okay? Harezu, says Rabbi Ruchim, Temuna mehashatat hamidot. This is a picture, a visual of corrupt midas. Gaiva and ka'as. Then the apostle continues and says, what does it mean? It was a bazinga to him to just take revenge against Mordechai. So Rabbi Isaac Sheh says that imagine a guy he's full with covet every single person is and one lousy, rusty rabbi doesn't bow down to you, right? So that in itself, that it burns him to no end, that he wants to kill the guy, that itself shows me a mushchus Midas, right? But the problem is if I kill him and I take revenge on him, it's going to come out of B'zayin to me. Because people are going to say, Azak Kovit a guy runs after covet so much that one guy doesn't give him covered he kills him so he'll come out of his own right so therefore he had to make a Jewish propaganda he began a little mankampf he made a propaganda against Jews to take revenge on one guy he had to build a whole propaganda against the nation to kill everybody just to get rid of one guy who didn't give him covered. that's a crazy guy you know Follow. So says Rabbi Rucham, You see, like this, hashchatat, hashchata, the achzariyut, mavhila, Hashchosa, and and cruelty to such a wild uh, degree, lahashmid am Sholem, to kill an entire nation, taf v'noshim. Kids, women, innocent people, which normal people who have even an ounce of mercy in their body wouldn't be able to kill a child and a woman, right? Because one guy touched his honor. (inaudible) So now Haman goes home and he starts to talk about his himself. Says Rabbi Ruchim, Mekolze HaGayva. Gayva is you want everybody to recognize you're godless. Okay? And then he says, enenu And all that I have is worthless. Yim teku lo hayim yim his life is so... depressing and not sweet and not enjoyable because Mordechai won't bow down to him. Meaning, sometimes a guy has such a bad sorrow. I don't know, he's dying from the most horrible, uh, you know, death, painful death, you know. So even though he has kids and he has a wife, we can understand that it's hard for him to appreciate life when he has such a sorrow that takes over his whole head and his whole heart, right? You see that a lot of times. When people have a very, very big sorrow in their life, they become so obsessed with it, and they become so uh, deeply involved in it, and it takes up their whole brain, their whole heart. It's hard for them to appreciate the things they do have. But over here, Haman, what's his big sorrow? Because one guy didn't give him cover. That sorrow was so big by him, so massive by him, they couldn't even appreciate the Rav Bonov that he has. Follow that? It's a wild Zach. And then it says, his Chachomim come along. And they say, yasu Eitz Govoya. Make a, a tall tree. V'yitlus Mordechai Olav. Noira ha-dova. Ech she sidrues ha-inyin ba ki ilenu midaber kan oydas chayiv shaladov. They're basically talking, like, over lunch, you know. Okay, so just get a thing and kill the guy. Hang him, you know. So they're talking about a person's life. It's a serious thing over here, right? And then he says, continues. Then you see also in the Megillah, when Ahasuerus asks Haman, What should I do to the person that I wish to honor? Who else would he want to give honour to besides me, you know? Again, you see yeah. terrible midas, take Imagine there's a hundred and twenty seven Medinas under Ajajvesh. So could you imagine how many great officers there are? And generals. And all kinds of dignitaries. I mean, to run countries, you have to have massive amounts of people, right? And out of the whole 127 medinas with faithful generals and soldiers and, and you name it, Haman's thinking like, who could it be besides me? Now, it has to be that he doesn't have a suffix. the Amkis. It has to be that Haman doesn't even have a 1% suffix that it's someone else. You know how I know? Because what do he do? He let out all his fantasies, right? The sus that the king rides and the big of the king and everything, right? For a person who loves COVID, can't stand if someone else gets COVID, right? So if there was a tzad that it meant someone else and he was throwing his entire fantasy on his friend, it would kill him, Correct? So you hold back a little bit just in case, you know. <laughs> Ulai, the suffolk. You don't throw your whole fantasy out on the table unless you have no sveikas bechla. So that means he had no suffolk. What's the unbik? Was Haman an idiot? Come on guys, let's, let's, let's talk. Halakha This is Musa. Was he an idiot? Was he an idiot? Can't be. You rise to power like that, you're not an idiot. So, what, what's 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 he thinking? The Territz is, when you have bad midas, you have a critical eye. When you have a critical eye, you could actually see a psul on every person. He saw all the psulam in every person, which made him tak al-pi disqualified. And when you have gaiva, you only see your good, you don't see your flaws. So you have <coughs> messed up eyes. In other people, you see their flaws, but you don't see their milers. In yourself, you see their milers and you don't see the flaws. So a person who's such a genius, the bigger genius you are, the worse you are. Why? A person who's a massive genius knows how to cut people up and see the depth of their personalities and their strengths and their abilities. He's a genius. He understands the human psychology and abilities like no one's business. He could find the most critic in other people, right? And he uses that same genius power to bring out the amkis of his of But if he would be a straight person, he would use that whole genius power to understand himself. And the truth about himself. So Homan was a genius rasha. And the genius rasha that he was, Itaka saw that he's the only one who's actually qualified. Got it? So now it says like this. Then he says, "Yevol levush malchus asher levush ba'amelach v'susa asher rocha vol ba'amelach yikul lefon of kachah yasele yishasher ha'melach ofetz kol asher lo ayin zocha ubrura tziur." You see that that you see what says Rabbi Yerucham. You see that tziur chay mekaved ha'meduma. The whole thing is a scam, right? You're not the melech, right? So but you just want to like 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 play melech for like ten minutes, you know? you know what I'm saying? It's like a skit. But that's what covet is. Covid hamadum, it's all fake. You understand? It's an amazing thing. So this is all Rabbi Ruchim going through each thing. And he says the and va'achash the reason why we're going through the the, the the minor details of the lives of Haman and Nachashverish and what goes on in their families, in their homes and, and in between each other there's no reason for that To show us the flaw in the character of them, right? And then Rabbi Ruchum goes on to be masbe when he starts to go through the Megillah, which is another whole section of going through the Megillah and showing you the beauty in the midas toivus of uh, Mordecai and Esther. Right, so we have our two players on the side of the umas Oilam, which is Achashverosh and Homon, and we show you the, the the corruption, and that's what we're supposed to read from the Megillah. And then on the other hand, we have to read the beauty of the tzni'ot and the good character and the caring and, the, and the, the, the sacrifice for other people. For example, it says, one of the things it says in the, in the Svarim, on the, this is not Rabbi Ruchim doesn't bring this down, Svasem brings this down. It says, Bechol yoyim v'yoyim, Mordechai, Right? Every single day. Borekai was a busy man. He was a leader of Klal Yisrael. but every single day he made it his business to go down and to check on Esther. Right? So the Svasama says, listen to this vert. This is about four or five years until the miracle actually unfolds. You follow? So this is way before anybody knows anything. You understand? There's no Haman yet making tumults. There's no gezeras. There's nothing. There's just a from girl abducted by a king, and nobody at this point has any clue why. You understand? And he says, to go check up on her, because she was an orphan. And she was suffering, being abducted into a non-Jewish person's house to be the forced wife. That means, this we have to build on this right now. We don't have time, but basically saying that, saying a very deep thing, I think, and this is all fitting with the Rabbi Rucham. The point is the 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 tests that they went through to bring out their unbelievable uh, midas, right? And it's the beautiful midas that came out under duress from this terrible times that they lived which actually gave him the schus to, to, to the ness. So we have to understand the connection between the Midas tovus and the ness. It's a very deep point. It's going to open up a deeper, deeper understanding. of It wasn't just Stam that Ahasuerus and had bad Midas. And it's like a Musr Sefer. Stam, Agav, you read a Musr Sefer. No, no, that no. has to have a shot in the whole thing, right? That means it seems like the Midas Royus of Ahasuerus had a Hashpah on the Jews. And because they had the Jews, that's what affected the Gezeria. And the Tikkun is the Midas. We have to talk about that. It's a deep thing, but we have to stop here for today. Okay.